Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's me, Moshe. And your wife. And my wife, Natasha. Natasha Shaw. And it's a secret dump and we're about to dump some hot, fat, sticky secrets on you. But before we do... As always, we have some listener-submitted uh, questions that were emailed to us. And this one was interesting, Natasha. I wonder if you have a take on it because it feels like something... Uh, she feels like she's asking a woman. Okay. Um, how do I tell my husband I want to have sex, but quickly because I got stuff to do? What's a good way to seduce your husband? You just have to find out exactly what makes them come fast and then do that. Oh, right. That's why you always put that carrot in my butt. <laughs> And call me a bad little bunny rabbit. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Uh, but what's the best way to say, hey, let's have sex? How? You don't say it. You like come on to them and like come touch on to them. How? Uh, touch their butt in bed. Touch their butt? I don't know. You don't do that to me. You just start touching my butt. Or you touch their arm. Touch their arm? <laughs> touch their arm? That's your advice? You just physically make a pass. That's Natasha's advice. No, Touch and her then arm. they know like, oh, yeah, you want to you wanna fuck. I would say you say it. That would be hot. If you're like, hey, can you fuck me? But do it quick because I got shit to do. I think there's nothing hotter sounding than that. Just say that but shit. But then he might have it in his head that it has to be fast and then it takes too long. That he has to bust quick? Yeah. Well, tell him it's okay if he um, finishes on his own. But you got to get yours. Say, baby, I got to get mine. Okay, well, you know, I think that uh, just being blunt. Mm-hmm. You really don't get that, that you touch someone? Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I guess so. That's what you do when you, when you want to have sex. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You start touching me. I mean, 
Is that true? Do I touch your arm? I mean, no, you usually touch my butt. Yeah. That, which was my original suggestion. But you got a very touchable butt. Not everybody's <laughs> blessed in that same way. Yeah, men's butts are kind of gross. What? Why? Why are men's butts gross? I hate when people say stuff like that. Like they're just kind of bony and flat. I mean, gross though. It's like they're different. Well, you got a great butt. Different. Yeah, men's butts are nice. Everybody's nice. Everything's nice. You're not. Your your butt is particularly nice though. I would say it's a quarter of the reason I married you. A quarter. Yeah, twenty five percent. Twenty five percent butt. What's twenty five percent mind? Twenty five percent face. Twenty five percent earning uh, potential. So that to you was kind of like a full package. Oh yeah, full pack and your package. I love your package. <laughs> you got a big fat package. All right. Well, uh, I guess it could be worse. Yeah. I feel very You could adored. have a worse butt. I've seen a lot of worse butts. You got a great one, honey. You really got a great one, and I thank you for that. I thank God for that, and I thank your parents for that. I'm glad you know why, why you love me. That is, that is it. And you're a great podcaster. What about a good mother? Yeah, that's in mind. Oh, okay. That's in mind. Mind is like personality, disposition, uh, compatibility, you know, all that. Personality. You shoved all that into 25%, and you let mind. a butt take over the same amount as all of those things? Yeah, they're equally important, yeah. All right. Well, listen, um, that is a little bit of a secret. I'm glad you told me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I th- It's not really a secret. I, I feel like it's very, very out in the open. Well, I think that you hold maybe too large of a portion on physical attributes. I don't think it's too large. I think you're, it's perfect sized. It's like, blow. You know what I mean? All right. Well, let's move. Let's listen to some secrets. Secret time. Hey, Marissa. Hey, Natasha. I freaking love your show. I've been listening since you guys started. Um, and this is my secret. So my dad's a pastor, super straight laced. Like growing up, I never even saw him drink a beer. Like the, like what you would expect. Right. And it's been, you know, it's been a fucking hard two years. His mom just died. My grandma just died. And we were all up at the funeral and he was just like so stressed and he said he couldn't sleep. And so I was like, hey, I have these t- uh, CBD gummies. Do you want to try one? Like, just take a half. I think it'll help you sleep. Granted, again, literally growing up, not a glass of wine, nothing. And he was like, you know, it's, I guess I don't have to smoke it. He's, he does not smoke. And I, maybe white lies, Natasha, this is your style, okay? I didn't tell him that it was definitely like just full THC. It was just a straight up edible. And I gave him half. I told him, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe do a quarter. And he took it and he said he watched YouTube and he played his guitar and he got the best sleep he's had in years and he loves it. And now he wants more. So I guess I am now my pastor dad's drug dealer because I live in a, uh, Republican held Midwest hellscape. Okay, love you guys. Love the podcast. Bye. It would be nice for her dad to understand that smoking a little weed doesn't have to be this dark secret. Totally. I mean, I was everything she said I liked, except the part where she lied to him. Why not just be like... Because she knows maybe he wouldn't have taken it. But she kind of uh, dosed him. <laughs> I mean, you can't dose your dad. It's like one of the rules, I think, right? Don't dose your dad. You think she dosed him? I mean, she did. She was like, oh, no, it's CBD. Don't worry. It won't get you high. And then she just gave him a weed brownie. Yeah, CBD is nothing. I Yeah. What would happen if you smoked an eighth of CBD flour? Pure. Nothing. Zero? I, 
Yeah, not you, your throat would hurt from smoking. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of cool. I love the idea of an older, straight-laced person becoming open-minded later in life. I like that. Yeah, me too. What the world needs now is more of that. More people just chilling the fuck out. Yeah, everybody's well... So, everybody's so locked into their ideology and their fucking rules. So lame. All these fucking... All these people, these like regressive idiots that are trying to make the world less interesting... I'm getting really bothered by that idea. Go to go back to what? To when things were boring and you couldn't get Mexican food outside of California and New York and like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I don't want Im- immigrants. It's like what? Things used to be so boring. Everything was boring. Now you got gay people, you got Mexicans, you got every kind of food, you got societies legalizing psilocybin. Like things are getting cooler, but people want to like undo that. Because they're like, oh, I want it stable. I want old time. Everything sucked. The past sucked. No, the music in the past was good. Music was good. But the reason the music was good is because things sucked so bad. So they were like, we got to fashion. We got to write songs about it. But and that, art. But that's why things are cool now. Because of the, mu- the good music, fashion, and art of the 60s. And then they cracked society open and then all these fucking morons want to put it back together so they can go back to some kind of fucking weird parochial doo-wop time where the races couldn't intermingle. I Just go have fun. Everybody's like, oh, back to the blue. The blue? The blue's job is to arrest you for doing fun stuff. Stuff. Well, I don't know uh, how I went on a political diatribe, but let's listen to another secret. Okay. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. I have a secret that is eating me up inside. It's about one of my closest friends. I would say she's basically like a big sister to me and I really admire her. Um, she does a lot of social justice work and she's very involved in, in her community. Uh, but she does this thing that drives me crazy and it's when she texts me an emoji, she uses the medium skin tone. So I'm looking at a chart here and it's the one in the middle. Um, And she is very white. She is from the Midwest. Um, She is a first-generation person of Eastern European descent. And every time she texts me a medium-skinned emoji, it makes me respect her a little bit less. Love the podcast. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. I did upgrade my skin color, but it's because there's the yellow. Then there's, like, very light beige. I went from yellow to beige. I mean, this is very funny. But I hear you. You when those when, well, sometimes people will like dads will text you like the black one, or like older people. I feel like I've gotten a few, and I think it's just been a mistake. That's you're you're you think you're expressing a universal experience, but what you're actually expressing is something only Italians will understand. <laughs> it's that your dad is uh, ra- sending you racist emojis. <laughs> uh, so no, I don't relate to that. But you know. It, this is funny, though. I love this idea of this woman, this woke white woman, that's like not down to send the white emoji that would actually represent her, but also obviously not down to to send the black emoji and be like, I'm black. So she's like, she's literally finding the emoji with the most melanin that she can send that will still sort of represent her. Right. It's almost like a tan. Yeah. An emoji. I mean, yeah, it's I all of skin tone. I had this thought the other day because uh, I know many, many extremely progressive political people, especially in L.A., 
and so many of them are they're all truly actually politically progressive but so many of them have like a secret um they have like a real personality and then an online personality so their online personality is like extremely strident like to the left to the left every political thing but then in a box to the left to, in a box to the left and then privately they'll text me and they're much more offensive and they're much less like uh, they're they're still progressives but they're you know they they, they definitely like eye roll at certain wokeisms right mm-hmm. so I, I i think that's true for basically all 90 percent of politically progressive people they've got a they've got a broadcasting persona and then they've got the uh their actual persona right except with the, with the exception of like the the five percent of people that are just like 100 percent political all the time those people probably quite annoying i think we can all agree i wonder if that same is true on the right like the ultra right right like i wonder if there's people like maga people that are like online they're just like no no drag storytelling hour and then privately they're texting their right-wing friends like this is getting a little bit out of control don't you think we're being a little bit extreme do you think that's true i'm, I'm sure it's true right Everything has become about broadcasting a persona on social media, and then you've got your real personality. And this isn't just true politically. Like, I also know people that are assholes on social media, and then in person, they're much more polite and much more cool. Or people that are kind of unhinged on social media, but in reality, they're much more regular. So I wonder out there if there's a MAGA person that's like got the most racist, cringe, homophobic social media, and then in person, it's kind of like, yeah, I think we've gotten a little far. I'm sure you're right that there are people like that. But then also, Moshe, my question is, what what does the girl get out of it who's sending two two shades darker emoji? She's got white panic, so she doesn't want to send the white emoji because she doesn't want to be white. You think anyone who she's texting doesn't know what color her skin is? I'm just it's a subtle, a subtle uh, white guilt panic is what it sounds like to me. Why would she pick a darker emoji every time? Well, it starts to it starts to you know your algorithm. Then whenever whenever an emoji will come up, will be the color that you always use. So mm. any emoji she uses, I think. So she doesn't have to scroll down. I'm not sure. I don't know. I I, I do know that some of them, all the you hand ones. Well, are. You know what I'm noticing right now is that you're defending this woman, and I think it's because you do the same behavior. It's no, I don't. I realize though that I was not Simpsons yellow. That I was fair skinned with olive undertone. You're Italian. Once again, exactly. you're Italian. Uh, mine is um, my emoji that the only one that comes up for me, weirdly enough, is like a kind of a Shylock character with a big hook nose and side curls. And I didn't ask for that, but I guess that's just what the iPhone autocorrects for me. All right, honey. Well, let's listen to another secret. Let's do it. Hey, y'all. Um, I just got back from a trip with my girlfriend and her parents. And um, other than the fact of me this being mistaken uh, for her sister, um, it was wonderful. Um, we spent about 10 days all together, and the you know, time together was, you know, very, very great. But at, at one point, I, uh, I got fed up with my girlfriend's mother. Um, my secret is that she, my girlfriend's mother, is very sensitive to mosquito bites, uh, not in a emotional way but more in a in a physical reaction kind of way to where it gets a very swollen um and it itches for days longer than any normal person um and it's a it's a big deal for her to have a a mosquito bite so um one time at breakfast we were all sitting together and i saw a mosquito on my arm i brushed it away 
it landed on our face, and I thought it was the perfect time not to mention anything. I just sat there looking at her, watching the mosquito just go to town on her cheek. And um, I don't feel bad about it, but um, I just had to tell somebody. And I'm sure as hell not telling my girlfriend. So that, that's all I got for you. Take care. Yeah, don't don't tell your girlfriend. She'll never be able to figure out if she happens to hear this episode of the podcast of a guy who went on a very specific trip whose mother has a very specific allergic reaction to mosquitoes. She'll never be able to figure out it's you, dog. So you're you're good. I Moshe, you're really good at um not killing bugs. Like I've been like killing bugs because I leave windows open. And it's summertime, and I just like carry my iPhone around, and like I've killed four bugs just with my iPhone. Uh, you know, like in the past day. Well, whereas like you put a cup over it and save it, it's very commendable. Well, it's a, if it's a spider, spiders, and it's not a poisonous one. Spiders are good to have around. You know, they in kill your bugs. bedroom. No, you take them outside, but they're good. They're good. They eat right, the right things. They, and they do. crawl back in. Why not well, just kill it, and then you know you've gotten rid of it. But then there's another spider that lives that is our. I mean, where'd the spider come from? It didn't live alone. What if alone. that spider was pregnant? You kill it, you get rid of all those future spiders. <laughs> spiders are good, Natasha. They're good for not in my bedroom. That's why I take them outside. But it's like, what do you think? The spider was like a lone wanderer from Spiderville, and that all the spiders are like hundreds of miles away, or did it crawl in from a spider community right next door? It's not like you've made a difference. But to be honest, killing a spider probably doesn't make a difference either. It's not like one extra spider is going to save the environment. What can you do? Everything is a lie. Do you know it's not a lie? What? The Endless Honeymoon Podcast Secret Dump is coming to a close. If you've got a secret for us, 213-222-8608, you can leave it on our voicemail. Or if you need some advice, send us an email at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail. We will be looking at these and seeing who we think uh, is is uh, worthy of, of our, our advice. advice. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being worthy, everybody who listens to this podcast is worthy and available. Uh, to become a member of our Patreon. We would love to have you. Patreon slash Endless Honeymoon. We're having a dinner party coming up. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Got some mixtapes dropping. Ooh. It's going to be awesome too, right? So awesome. you got to admit it. Find us on YouTube. Find us where you can get your podcast. Subscribe. Subscribe to things. And leave a comment. Natasha. What? I have a comment. What? To leave on you. What? Despite the fact that you're a bully to young Irish teens, tweens, you've changed. Thank you. And your new personality is one that I love you. I love it too. You. I love you too.